This upcoming concert season will be all about the boots, and Tecovis is your stop for the best in Western style. Tecovis has seasonal and limited edition offerings this spring and summer, including men's and women's boots, apparel, hats, bags, and more. All Tecovis boots are made by hand in a time-honored tradition with timeless styles that are always on trend. And Tecovis has first wear comfort with little to no break-in period. It's hard to find this level of comfort paired with this level of style. Stop by your local Tecova store, have a complimentary drink or two, that's WCB style, and shop new styles. The smell of fresh leather and friendly staff are at your service. Many stores even have leather custom branding to make your boots truly personalized. And with regular live music and events, there's no in-store experience like it. If you can't make it into a store, just visit tecovas.com. That's T-E-C-O-V-A-S.com. They offer free shipping on all boots, as well as free returns and exchanges, and ship right to your door. Go to tecovas.com and find your new favorite pair of boots today. Fishing like a local isn't just about catching fish. It's about connecting with the environment and the people who call it home. It's about hearing the stories and traditions that have been passed down for generations and sharing unforgettable moments with the people you meet along the way. Fishing like a local is having an experience that stays with you forever. And with Fishing Booker, you can experience it too, no matter where you are. Discover your next adventure on Fishing Booker. For somebody that didn't know anything about any vehicle, I don't think they would ever buy a Tundra. Just because all the creature comforts aren't there, the, the price point of the vehicle to jump into it. But the people that have been in the industry or know a little bit about vehicles, just I, I feel like they buy the Tundra just for the Toyota name brand and knowing that they're going to have something dependable and reliable. And that's really all it's got going for it. Right. Um, and then, like you mentioned, that long run, 07 to 21, or the previous generation, seems like Toyota really likes to do that with their pickups, which is less exciting on the consumer side because you don't get new facelift or updates. But when it comes to keeping the rig running parts availability i think it's awesome especially yeah. for the aftermarket industry because you can design a front bumper and it fits for 20 freaking years right where some other you know manufacturers ford chevy or they change the the grill every two years it makes it difficult hey guys you're listening to america's off-road podcast if you like going into the outdoors camping with your family or maybe you're building a new wheeling rig you've come to the right place thanks for tuning in keep following along check us out on instagram and facebook we are good welcome back everybody to another episode with me today is ashford it's hey, been a while since you've been on with us. It has. I'm here, good, though. Good to see you, my guy. Yeah. Uh, before we dive into our episode, like always, you guys can find us anywhere you like to listen to your podcast by searching for America's Off-Road Podcast. We greatly appreciate you guys tuning in. You can email us as well, suggestions on topics, questions about future episodes, whatever you would like to email us, shoot that over to podcast at offroadpowerproducts.com. And uh, if you do like what you're listening to, you can drop us a little review on whatever platform you're listening. Take a screenshot of that, send it over to podcast at Offroad Power Products, and maybe I'll give you a little swag pack in the mail, cup, hat, something fancy. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. <clears throat> Lots of new stuff going on in 2022 already. Um, so we're going to talk about something that I feel like the hype is there, but it's been kind of... It's like past the curve, though. It it's is. It's long overdue to the point to where people are like, meh. Yeah. Meh. 
and you've you got done this you've, 10 years ago. <laughs> seriously and you've got things like the bronco came out and then they had issues with that so of course that put a huge backlog on their production issues now they've kind of somewhat caught up to that so people are starting to you know get their broncos which is creating a ton of hype they also just released the bronco raptor um so i feel like there's a lot of big things going on in the automotive industry and this one which in my opinion should have been a big one um kind of got overlooked with all this other kind of craziness going on but we are talking about the one and only brand new 2022 toyota tundra which like ash said could have been updated 10 years ago <laughs> yeah we're a little long overdue here so maybe people aren't as as excited as they should be but i think it's I think it's good. We needed another update. Well, a, in a bad way, in a, a super bad way. But it's cool just to see some platform get a facelift, not only just exterior, but interior and drivetrain and engine to transmission to suspension type. It's just it is ground up new. So right. I think that deserves a little a little podcast about it. Well, and I think too one of the things that I've got the 2020 Tundra. And one of the things that is probably the most common thing that, that gets brought up when somebody hops in is they're like, whoa, we in 2007? Like almost immediately when you get in that truck, it's um, it, it <clears throat> starts bringing back memories of your, your old Childhood. rigs. I mean, it's it's a great rig. Um, I, I do really enjoy it, but it, it, it's... It reminds me of like when I grew up in like a CK series Chevy, you know, like 88 <laughs> to 98 Chevy and every button was like perfectly square and just square dash right. and everything like it works, but man, we're in 2020. Yeah, we're no. still, you get, you, you get like a F one fifty or a new Silverado or any other comparable truck and you get in and, and you can just tell instantly they are miles behind the competition competitors um when it comes to interior design and i gotta say I've, i haven't seen it in person yet obviously we've seen pictures and videos online wow they knocked it out of the park yeah i'm pretty excited about that uh -huh. um i mean not only the facelift to the exterior which we'll talk about here in a little bit but the interior yeah that was probably the one thing that needed the update the most and, and we're talking about a truck that's year range is 07 to 21 it's a long run. That's a long run. That being said, there's something to say about that. I think it's a really tried and true platform. A lot of the guys on the forums and stuff that I'm a part of, and I'm sure you being a Toyota guy have heard it as well. It's just a tried and true. It's a V8. Um, I mean, they, they haven't really had a lot of mechanical issues with these trucks. It's just one of those workhorse trucks that you get in and it's, it's reliable. It's always going to start and go, but, um, yeah, they, they had a long run and, uh, Thankfully, they gave it a much-needed facelift on the interior. I'm hoping, for me personally, there's a lot of little quirks about my Toyota. I don't know if it's in the Tundra, but on, or I'm sorry, in the Tacoma, but in the Tundra, yeah, there's there's some <laughs> there's some weird things that, that drive me bonkers. Like, for yeah. example, on the left side of my steering wheel. I brought this up to you. <laughs> I'm the one that brought this up to you. I know. And, and it drives me nuts. And I, it never used to bug me until now. Like, I borderline don't use that button because it irritates me so much. But on the left side, if I want volume, it, it goes up, down, and left, right. It's a little D-pad. Like, like little D-pad. Yeah. Yep, just like a old school Nintendo controller. Up, down, left, right. You would think they would have volume be the top button to go up and the bottom button to go down. 
and to change your tracks left and right. It goes against logic, though, because I remember when I was a kid and I had my music way too loud. My mom would always yell at me to turn it left. Turn it left. <laughs> it's it's completely opposite. So you go to like, oh, this is my jam. I'm going to go crank it up on my little thing. Nope, you end up just skipping over the song, and then you're like irritated. So Yeah. I don't want to get on this like, tangent there, but little I, I hope all those little things that like I shouldn't be bugged about, but like when you spend... Thirty to fifty thousand dollars on a vehicle. <laughs> I feel like I should get everything that I want. Right. Maybe I'm being greedy or I'm being an American here, but like the volume should be up <laughs> and down should be down. Yeah. And things like another thing that drives me nuts is uh, child lock for windows. I got two kiddos. Right. So child lock is or the window lock. Sorry, is something that I have to use because if not, I mean the windows in the back are going up and down and like wearing out actuators. And, <laughs> yeah. When you hit window lock, it locks all the windows, including the driver's window. Yeah. Which is just like... It's a weird one. Wouldn't the passenger and the driver still have <laughs> access to roll no, the window? No, man. It is all or nothing. <laughs> hey, I got another Real one thing. for you that, that gets me, and it's only when I'm leaving my truck. Because typically, I'll hop in, start it, good to go. But when I leave, I'm whether I'm getting to work or something, I open the door, hit the button, right, and go. On the Tundra, I don't know if it's like this on the Tacoma... But they perfectly placed the tow haul button right next to the start button. So I would say about fifty percent of the times I get out, I end up hitting tow haul, and I get open the door. I'm like, "Why is my truck still running?" And I look up, and I just put it in tow haul mode. I didn't actually hit the start button. No, I don't have no tow haul in the Tacoma. <sighs> Drives me nuts. Huh? That's a good one. Yep. Yeah. So all these little things. I hope uh, Toyota's been listening to their consumer base, and it, it from the looks of it. Just from the 30,000-foot view here, looking down on the the details on their website, doing the truck build, looking at uh, detailed images of the interior, it looks like they did a really good job, and I hope hope that's the case. Right. Because, uh, like you said, I mean, the Tundra, it's been around, we're on our fourth generation now. Yep. And the third gen, which, which you have, 07 to 21, I mean, that's a really long run, and it still blows my mind that it's like one of the best-selling pickups Right, because there's nothing exciting about it in any way, shape, or form. <laughs> it's, it's a, like naturally <laughs> aspirated, smaller V8, auto, leaf springs. Right. No, like the rear window goes down and up. Hey, I personally love that feature. <laughs> that's like the only thing that I'm like, wow, that's that's cool. I love it. My kids love it too. I bet. But it's like the most exciting thing in the summer. Yeah, you, I get to roll the whole back window down. And my That's kids. the only exciting thing about the whole truck, though. True. But. Yeah. I mean, the, I will say this. I do love the design of the exterior of both the Tacoma and the Tundra. I think that the exterior design, I wouldn't say was too far off of the modern day competition. It's when you get in the truck, for me personally, yeah. is once you get in and you're just like, whoa. Yeah. This is like. A little dated looks like a 2020 from the outside and you're getting into like a 2007 2008 we'll throwback um, but anyhow the the tundra has been a great platform and i think right. that we sell i i in the past we've sold a decent amount of parts for for them sure and you having experience in them i've driven a couple of i've never owned one myself i've always been a toyota guy but i've never had a tundra um but they've been a really proven platform which i think really speaks volumes to why they sell so many and why they're so popular because truly, I mean, you compare it against any other half ton pickup and 
you'd be for somebody that didn't know anything about any vehicle, I don't think they would ever buy a Tundra. Just because right. all the creature comforts aren't there, the exactly. the price point of the vehicle to jump into it. But the people that have been in the industry or know a little bit about vehicles just I, I feel like they buy the Tundra just for the Toyota name brand and knowing that they're going to have something dependable and reliable. And that's really all it's got going for it. Right. Um, and then, like you mentioned, that long run, 07 to 21, or the previous generation, seems like Toyota really likes to do that with their pickups, which is less exciting on the consumer side because you don't get new facelift or updates. But when it comes to keeping the rig running, parts availability, I think it's awesome, especially yeah. for the aftermarket industry because you can design a front bumper and it fits for 20 freaking years. Right. Where some other, you know, manufacturers Ford Chevy or they change the the grill every two years it's, it makes it difficult so I think it's got that going for them and the the previous gen having a big footprint for US built mm -hmm. um, a lot of them coming out of Texas and I forget where the other location is there's two locations I thought that built them um, but I think that's probably the biggest seller for the Tundra so Hearing the new release of the new one is is really exciting. And I feel like w when you talk about the aftermarket side of things and the, the upgrades you can do to the Tundra, I feel like just because of the following that Toyota has, it, it just seems that parts, aftermarket parts to be specific, are more readily available for, say, the Tundra than the F-150. I mean, when it comes to... Not that there's not anything out there for the F-150, but it just seems like there's more of a, a bigger following and more of like this off-road community surrounding the Tundra than there is other trucks like it. Yeah, for half-ton at least. Right, right. Uh, half-tons just kind of get overlooked. It seems like the three-quarter, one-ton market's got a ton of accessories, but the, the half-tons, um, they don't get a lot of love, which is sad because they've become they're becoming more popular, especially with fuel prices and, mm -hmm. and now the, the quarter-ton and half-ton pickups having, uh, you know, different engine platforms, which we'll get to on the new Tundra, you know, turbocharged V6s or small diesels, small displacement diesels, where they get great fuel mileage. And for the average Joe, let's be honest, I mean, if you're not towing all the time but you still want a pickup, a Tundra or a half-ton pickup is a great platform, especially if you can get it with a fuel-efficient engine where you get 20-plus miles per gallon. Why wouldn't you? Right, and I would say the... 07 to 21, their third gen, is not, not a lot of people are buying that for the fuel mileage with that V8. Um, but, again, back to what we originally said, it's just a workhorse. You get in it, it tows great, it drives great as a daily. But talking about some of those, um, diving into this new model, some of the commodities you were talking about that people necessarily wouldn't get, um, and on the point of um, it's not, it, it's not, the truck that off-roaders technically seek out. There's a lot of really cool features that they put in this new one yeah. that they kind of adapted from, I'm assuming people that talked about what they love in the Tacoma, being the Tacoma's one of the most accessorized mid-sized trucks um, out there. They took a lot of those features, put them into the new 2022, like their crawl control. Um, another thing that I really, really love that they did in the Tundra is they finally put in a rear locker from the factory. Yeah. Which is very appeasing appealing yeah so they borrowed the technology that they've already developed with multi-terrain select 
Right. Um, for those that are not familiar with that, that was originally put into the Tacoma, I believe. I could be wrong. It could have been a Land Cruiser thing or something crazy like that. But I believe it originally hit the Tacoma, which was really cool at the time. Um, you know, to be blunt, I bought a, a, t- a Tacoma that had those features in it. I've never used it once. The crawl control <laughs> yeah. stuff? <laughs> yeah. You stuff. know, it's cool and it's like, you know, it's a. I think it's a big marketing gimmick because when it comes down to it, it's like the ABS brakes. There's very select few situations where ABS actually benefits the end user. Right. It's like they put all these features in there. I'm going on a tangent, sorry. All these little <laughs> features like crawl control, multi-train select for the people that have never been off-road before. Right. So like, oh, stuck in the sand, I don't know what to do. Put it in and sand. And it's either like, you know, the person that gets stuck in the snow drift <laughs> and they're just wide open against the rev limiter <laughs> with the steering wheel straight. They've never been stuck before. They put those features in for those people. <laughs> Where if you have a little bit of history with, you know, driving off-road, I think, you know, understanding throttle control and tire positioning, how to rock the steering wheel, how to move the vehicle about, um, it's probably more beneficial than these jam-packed features that they're putting in there but you know it's a marketing strategy right could it be beneficial potentially i think that in certain situations like sand and and maybe snow it could be potentially for like a a daily yeah yeah so i think those things are cool that they're adding them anything it it makes going towards the tundra platform an easier choice for those that are looking at the other half tons um, so yeah, I think ex- exactly what you said, having some of those features carry over makes it exciting. The Tundra should have a locker in it. A right. lot of the other half ton trucks are now coming equipped with a locker. So having the ability to have a locker, uh, they've had the TRD off-road model for a while, which gets the better shocks and just better overall suspension character. Um, a little bit more tailor-made off-road wheel and tire package, usually a little bit adi- or additional lighting like fog lights and stuff that they've worked with in the past. Right. So they're carrying all that over, but yes, the addition of on the electronic side, multi-train select, crawl control, electronic rear locker. Right. And then we'll just keep it on drivetrain, 10-speed transmission. <sighs> Heck yeah. Thank you. 10 speeds are the way. They are the <laughs> it way. It is the new future. Yeah. 10 speeds are awesome. Every vehicle that I've ever driven with more than an eight speed transmission just blows my mind because I'm used to like four speed trucks, right. you know, growing up in an old crappy truck, <laughs> try to use uh, PG 13 words here. Um, having something that has eight to 10 speeds is awesome. It always keeps the engine right where it needs to be. And the cool mm-hmm. part that they paired that with is that 10 speed transmission still uses a complete boxed frame in the new truck. Uh, which is also exciting compared to some of the other half tons, which are your C-channel frame. So a complete box frame, and then they finally changed the rear, which I don't know if I'm excited about or not, but they went away from Lee Springs and went to a multi-link suspension, which is right. just like the you know the Ram 1500 came up with back in 2010 or whatever it was. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know if I'm too excited about that. It definitely will ride better, and it seems like the whole industry as a whole on the half tons have always went towards a better riding truck. Right. Yeah, that seems to kind of be the the norm. The new, yeah, comfort over off-road capability. Yeah. <clears throat> I mean, um, they, they could be a capable. That that link system could be very well capable. Just like the, I mean, the Forerunner uses it. 
The Tacoma still uses a, a leaf spring, and I wouldn't be surprised if the next-gen Tacoma probably will go to a, a coil spring in the back, too. Right. Um, but leaf springs definitely have a better ability to hold load. And this is why they're still used to date on, you know, most all three-quarter, one-ton trucks still come with them, shy of the ram half, or ram three-quarter ton. Right. Um, a little less complicated, I'm sure, a lot cheaper to produce, too. Sure. I think one of the the biggest hype around this truck, talking about drivetrain, the transmission, the suspension change in the rear, has got to be what they call the new iForce Max, which is their V6 twin turbo motor. That is what is paired up to this 10-speed auto, and I am just as excited about that V6 as I am the 10-speed trans. Again, I haven't been behind the wheel of one, but I've heard they're peppy. They like them, but I know a lot of the V8 guys, you know, they're tried and true to their old-school V8s, but... It, it, it's kind of like that same topic you go we had these six speed transmissions now they're making eight and ten speed transmissions man these v twin turbo v6s they're peppy little machines they have tons of horsepower tons of torque um there and there's not a lot you need to do to them to to get a little extra power out of it well that's the tundra in general there right there hasn't been any performance parts for the tundra unless you want to do a supercharger yeah <laughs> They're a closed-loop system with Toyota, so you can't really tune them like other platforms that don't use like a they don't use like a traditional like Bosch ECM where you can just jump in and tune it. So that's always been kind of a a good and a bad thing about the Tundra. That's probably why there's still so many Tundras on the road or Toyotas that just run in general is because people can't you can't mess with put them. their fingers on it and mess <laughs> it all up. So um, that's exciting. Having a new engine is super exciting, and if I'm not mistaken, they have. The three options, I think they're 3.5? 3.5? Yeah. Yeah. So that's v- crazy. My, yeah. my little Tacoma has a 3.5 in it, 3.5 V6. I wonder if they use the same engine platform. I wouldn't be surprised Maybe. if they did because in their their little ad there, it shows that it's an aluminum block with aluminum heads, which aluminum heads, no big deal, but aluminum block's pretty cool to see, super lightweight. If it's a 3.5 liter, I wouldn't be surprised if they're using the same similar platform Makes sense. Maybe taking it from there. But twin turbocharged, that's exciting. And um, I guess rewind a little bit. I believe they're making three of them with the first IMAX. Is that right, IMAX? I-Force Max is what they're calling it. They had one that was like 389, so 389 horsepower. And then they have a hybrid, um, which is kind of a little bit more, if I I remember reading that correctly. And then the third being the I-Force Max with a whopping 489 horse? Yeah, so I got the stats here. So they're, let's see. You are correct. There's three platforms, um, all 3.5 liter twin turbo V6, starting at 348 horsepower, 405 foot-pounds of torque. The second one up is 389 horsepower, 479 foot-pounds of torque, and their hybrid motor is 473 horsepower and 583 foot-pounds of torque. Which who knows how they're calculating that. So we're going to just go ahead and throw the hybrid one out the window. <laughs> Seriously. Um, just go with, uh, so the second one. Second one's 389 and 479 foot-pounds of torque. Okay. So that's respectable. Yeah. I mean, it'll probably be really peppy. The the everybody looks at horsepower numbers and I feel like it really gets lost in the wind when people compare horsepower because it's really, there's no real 
industry standard on how we test it because it's right. just like my little Tacoma. It makes 289 horsepower, which sounds great in a little tiny pickup, but you never get there because the transmission matched with it never gets to where the engine makes power. So I'm hoping, perfect, hoping that that number, it may be a little bit less than some of the other small displacement V8s that are being used still in like the GM platforms. I mm -hmm. think that number is pretty close to that. But with matched up with the 10 speed, there's a good chance that thing is going to be right in the meat of the power all the time. That's what so, is so awesome about those 10 speeds is when you need power, you have it instantly. Yeah. <clears throat> so that might be really exciting. And then, I mean, it's got two spin whistles on it. So turbochargers are cool on anything. So having having a twin turbo V6, I mean, we've seen it extremely, it's been extremely successful on the forts with their eco boosts. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Um, arguably one of the best little small V6 platforms that have been designed in a long time. Mm -hmm. um, not only have they been proven to be very reliable, but they make a ton of power and they're still very efficient. So yeah. I think that's definitely the future, especially on half tons where that thing still, I mean, speaking of that, I was going to say half tons, not having a huge tow capacity, that thing, um, the new Tundra, they listed as 12 K 12,000. Oh, I didn't know capacity. that. So, Again, for that's that average, awesome. That average Joe that maybe just tows a boat or has a little race trailer, like you know me pulling around motorcycles or a little camper, right? Bumper pull stuff. It's gonna be awesome. It will be cool. Um, some of the other things that y you had mentioned that you know a lot of people that don't know much about off road or anything wouldn't wouldn't buy the Tundra just because of the lack of commodities that it would necessarily have. I think they knocked it out of the park in 2022. Starting in the back, I know there's some of the options. You've got the 110 plugs in the rear, which I think your Tacoma has yeah. that, doesn't it? Um, which is just great to see in the truck. But the front, you know, they did a really a pretty decent job on the, I don't know when they started it, but they did partner up with Rigid Industries at some point yeah. um, on their TRD Pro models, and you got some little Rigid fog lights. But now... I believe it's their own branded lighting. Yeah, it's got LED light bars in the grill. Built into it with a switch. So um, something I'm not aware of anyone else currently doing. Like in, At least not in the grill. That I, I haven't it seen it. Uh, but, the, I mean, again, something new that uh, they're bringing to the market this year is their, I think it's like a what is it, 10, 15 inch. I think I read it was 14. 14 inch 14 light bar um, on some of their models with the switch. And it's just, I oh, think. Sorry. I don't know about the light bars. I thought we were talking about the, the Gucci screen. Oh, no. I'm like talking the, the actual LED light yeah, bar. Yeah, they're in the grill. I don't know. Which is I crazy. I assume they're probably somewhere between 10 to 15 inches and they're on both sides, which is cool. Yeah. I like that. That's um, got a cool look to it. And, you know, that's another industry thing that seems to be trending is everybody loves the the accent lighting and the LED lighting. I think Jeep's done a really good job about that. Um, yep. I mean, I'll, I'm guilty of it myself. I loved the the new third-gen Tacoma, how they did little LED bars in the headlights. So when your daytime running lights are on, mm -hmm. it, it's just cool accent lighting. So it definitely feels a little bit more modern. So I'm glad they did that rather than the you know last generation of Tundra where it looks like the headlights were borrowed off of a horse carriage. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Um, let's see here. You are correct. Um, for interior like upgrades, 14 inch screen again, haven't, haven't been able to actually play with one, but it sure looks 
kind of like any other competitor's big, old, fancy, multimedia screen. And this is tough. I'm yapping my lips here too much, so just interrupt me. But it's tough to me because, in a way, I like the old analog stuff because I know that it's going to work. <laughs> you know, like the old blend door where you just pull on a lever and it pulls on a rod and that opens this and right. that closes that. But it's tough to argue with putting the entire user interface on a touchscreen because everything else in our life nowadays is touchscreen. Right. Our cell phones, our tablets, our TVs. Most, some computers. <laughs> most computers. But we've really became accustomed to large panels and yeah. being able to control everything. So it's really cool. The dash almost looks futuristic on the new rig. They did um, a good I'd job. I encourage you to take some, or go check out the pictures on Toyota. But they're much like Ram did a few years ago. Um, incorporating that big touchscreen, which controls, if I'm not mistaken, it controls just about everything. So climate, yeah, audio, they, maps, mm -hmm. everything. You can do it all off the touchscreen itself, which it might sound a little more complicated, but really, I mean, you press the icon and it tells you what you want to do. And they did some fancy um, camera system in there too, oh, where it's yeah. uh, you can get like a bird's eye view of your 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 rig and you know, see everything around it, but it's, it's great. It, it's got all the latest and greatest bells and whistles in it. Um, yeah, it has a four camera system on some of them, or it's got a front, rear, so tailgate, grill, and then the side mirrors, and then it gives you a bird's eye, kind of like 3D view right. of everything around the vehicle. Yep. Yes, it does, all of it. And here's the other thing I love that they kept is that sweet rear window still there. And they upgraded to kind of like what Ford does, that big full-length moonroof, sunroof, yeah, um, yeah. which is, is, again, kind of something that everybody has already done. Um, but it's just it's really cool to see them go so long without adapting any of these things and then to do this makeover and, and really, I think they change. knocked it out of the park. Um, and yeah. I'm just looking right now because I'm curious. It doesn't look like there's any new crazy colors. Um no, you're right with that as you're looking at colors. they It's a big change at once. You know, you're used yeah. to seeing like a facelift where maybe it gets a new grill and hood and front fenders and then the cab kind of stays the same and they don't really change the chassis. Right. This is like no joke, ground up. It New is, engine, transmission, chassis, yeah. suspension, rear suspension. Yeah. Um, electronics package, interior package. And, and interior package, every square inch of it. They They... Did this cool little, I wouldn't call it a camo pattern, but there's this patterning they do on the TRD Pro models that's all, it carries through on the fender flares into the seats. Yeah, yeah. Um, and the other cool thing I did is check, they still have that army green color available, which is rad because I believe they discontinued that for 2021 models and adopted that lunar blue. Um, but yeah, the, again, Toyota colors. I think we've said that like 10 Ash times. Ash and I, on this they're our favorites. Uh, yeah, they just kill it with the color. They sure do. Um, but yeah, I, I'm really excited. Hopefully we can get our hands on one in the future. If, if Heck, if you guys are in Spokane and you picked one up, bring it by. Let us see it. We'll take some photos of it. Um, we'd love to, uh, to get a closer look. But it's kind of one of those things, like I said at the beginning, that you know they had this big release. It's been, gosh... A long time since they've done anything, and with all the other hype around the Bronco and the Bronco Raptor and everything else going on with um, new vehicles out there, it's just kind of one of those things that I don't think got enough credit. Um, but it, it it's awesome, 
and uh, hopefully the aftermarket industry can adapt to the the changes on this new platform as far as the rear suspension the different body designs i, I don't think it'll be too far before we start seeing parts pop up for those and no not at all and become available um but yeah it's it's cool to see hopefully the tacoma's next i do know that the front suspension's different on the tundra yeah the new one. Oh, what they change up the length of the coilover is different longer yeah because um i want to see i have a friend that had a 2020 bought a brand new one and attempted to take his kit off the front he know we know the rear is different with the coil springs right but attempted to save his coilovers i think he had a really nice set of fox coilovers and attempted attempted to swap them over and the the height from the hat to the mounting bolt is a huge difference uh, i want to oh, say the new ones are shorter um so mm. yeah i hope the well i don't hope i know the aftermarket industry is going to really support it well i do with all toyotas so i'm sure it'll be um you know maybe a year before you start seeing a ton of aftermarket accessories for them but as with all things toyota it'll come oh yeah <clears throat> yeah other than that props toyota you guys <laughs> like they're listening yeah. um you guys knocked it out of the park with it i'm excited about it i know you're excited being a toyota guy um but yeah that's kind of all we wanted to cover today was what uh, we thought was cool kind of our likes I don't have a lot of dislikes yet other than maybe the front of these new trucks, like the Chevys and stuff, like the lighting and the little pockets that they put everywhere. It's just a little bit different than what I'm typically used to seeing. But for it's, dislikes, man. It's a total trend. It seems like it we're is. going to boxier cabs. Yeah. And then super large grills. And I, I don't know if I necessarily hate it, but I don't love it. It's a but weird it's gonna thing. it's going to grow on me. It will, yeah. So, I mean, I guess being an an old soul here, I'm only 30, <laughs> but I like classic trucks. You, you right. kind of get used to that smaller grill look, but the new trucks are really jumping up to bigger grills, and I think that was really pushed on the, the three-quarter one-ton trucks yeah. because of having the additional cooling capacity. I mean, these yep. things are like miniature Peterbilts now that they're putting out. So I think that's what forced it, but I can't say that I hate it. it no. The, the looks are definitely changing. I mean... And there's really nothing to dislike about the interior upgrade because, to be honest, anything different than what they've currently been doing would be awesome. They knocked it out of the park there, like you said, 10-speed trans, twin-turbo V6. I mean, they, I got no complaints from a drivetrain standpoint from a interior design update. I think they knocked it out of the park. Um, yeah, and with all things Toyota, I wouldn't even hesitate to to run out and buy one. Um, you know, usually new model years with a lot of vehicles, you kind of got to be a little bit hesitant on. Um, you know, they still have their bugs. Um, sure. Every every manufacturer, a brand new model year, it'll be <laughs> 6 to 12 months down the road, and they'll start to have some recalls, and that's just the nature of producing things. Right. But especially something new. But mm -hmm. with most things Toyota, the one thing that's always been proven to be reliable is their drivetrain and their engine. Uh, they might have little hiccups, like, for example, my Toyota Tacoma had a fuel pump issue because the manufacturer, the supplier of the fuel pump, um, designed one of the gears wrong or something like that. So covered under warranty, replacement, little things like that I'd totally expect, but you don't see, like, massive engine failures or transmission failures with no. Toyota. Toyota's just got their stuff so dialed in that you can pretty much buy any one of their vehicles and trust it. 
Right. Like I would trust any one of their vehicles to go across the country yep. without blinking an eye. Yep. Tried and true. Yep. Well, thanks for tuning in, everybody. Again, uh, you guys want more information on this podcast or future episodes, shoot me an email, podcast at offroadpowerproducts.com. It's always good to have you on the podcast, Ashford. Yeah. I know things I like are things are kind of getting shaken up and twisted. We got some new things coming down the pipeline for you guys, so hopefully we'll see more of you on here. Um, again, thanks for tuning in. You can check us out on any platform that you listen to your podcast by searching America's Off Road Podcast. We'll see you guys next time.